Yeah, a little bit. It's because of the drink I'm drinking. It looks like you gave a Smurf a blowjob. It's fine. Yeah, but that it's it's one of these. I was I had um, after work. I grabbed some rum and cokes, and uh, I don't usually drink sweet anymore. Mm-hmm. So tonight I was like, well, since I drank coke, I'll try this thing. It's fucking sweet as shit, and it's changing my teeth color. Like our yeah. teeth are going to blue. You know that's permanent, right? Oh yeah, totally. I know. Yeah, that. I'm so causation correlation. Yeah, I I see the facts. I see the facts that no one else sees. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> the anomalies, I, the one in a billion, but that is the truth. The, the 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 blue film that is now staining your enamel from that drink actually has small nanobots in it that connect to the five G towers. Better yeah. in fucking birds because birds are fake. Bird, yeah, all birds died fifty years ago. All birds died. Australia is not real; they're just paid actors. I mean, <laughs> most people wish Australia wasn't real. <laughs> well, it was yeah. a prison, right? <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying to forget about it, you know. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Happy Canada yeah. Day, by the way. Happy, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Happy, happy. Let's forget all of our genocides day. <laughs> Happy genocide day, guys. Mm. Uh, yeah, let's let's get into the clip here. Let's see, you're Wendy Woodley. Sure. I'm casting for a new film. Here I am. There's a lot of nudity in the film. I don't mind if it's in good taste, but I don't do insertions, and I do not even do simulated fellatio. The two girls love the same guy, but they wind up with each other. Oh my God, that's the story of my life. Oh, I can see you've had a lot of experience. Right. I've had that Hollywood shit. I've been under contract and all of it. But now I know who I am. I'm a very healthy person. The sex is in good taste. Oh, well, listen, a fuck is a fuck. What do you think of these babies? Oh, vraiment, je trouve que vous êtes dégénérés. Vous êtes des gens comme vous. Vous aurez mieux d'aller se traîner dans la merde, d'aller se faire foutre ailleurs, d'aller chercher des gens qui vous ressemblent, des macros, des pédérasses, des pervertis, tout ce que vous voulez, mais pas des gens comme moi quand même. The operation was a total success. Listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on site. Welcome back. It is They Must Be Destroyed on Site, episode 260. And I am your host, Lee, available for Bizarre Parties, Russell. Mm-hmm. And I am joined by my co-host is with the most is Lee, 
a beautifully structured view. Hardy, how are you doing, ma'am? Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to be the one. I love who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am doing quite well. I am enjoying this, uh, this day after genocide day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so, uh, I know we're going to already go off track, but uh, yesterday for work, I intentionally wore an orange t-shirt mm-hmm. specifically because it was Canada Day. Like every other year, I've always done the whole outfits because I love getting dressed up. Any reason to get dressed up, I totally do it. But uh, yesterday, I decided not to. Yesterday, I decided to wear an orange t-shirt that I bought last year, actually, but I didn't work that day. And uh, I didn't celebrate Canada Day last year either. No. But it's just funny because uh, we, we do have a good amount of natives who work at our... Uh, or indigenous people mm-hmm. that work at the restaurant. So one of the guys has a hat. I can't remember what it says now, but it's something about basically saying, fuck you guys. Like, fuck, fuck yeah. people. <laughs> but for, like, indigenous people. And uh, something happened. He made a compliment. And I was like, it's because I'm wearing an orange shirt today, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like totally sidetracked, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a thing, you know, uh, try to get more people, you know, aware of, yeah, you know, maybe there's not quite a lot to celebrate at least right now. Not now. I, yeah, like it's not, I'm not anti people celebrating. There's reasons to celebrate. It's just for me that the reasons that not to celebrate uh, far exceed the reasons to celebrate because mm-hmm. while we talk about freedoms when we talk about all that stuff there's a lot of people who had their freedom taken away and still have their freedom taken away like the reality is if and you by, are and, and, and by the way we're not talking about people who did the trucker rally oh God. they had their none of their freedoms taken away so fuck you none zero none none like oh okay anyways i don't even want to go on that um <laughs> so we currently live in a situation where people who were born on reserves, people who are born native, people who are born in that culture have to be white to survive mm-hmm. because they cannot be only within their culture in order to be able to uh, thrive and grow and do anything because everything that's been done to natives and their culture is literally like, okay, cool. Well now You have to understand, because we've destroyed you so fucking much, you have to speak English or French. Mm -hmm. You have to accommodate to, like, what we, our culture is. You have to, because if you don't, you won't survive, because there's not enough anymore. That is literally what we did to this culture. Natives are literally grasping onto straws trying to keep their culture alive. Like, their languages are dying. And there's yep. so much that's going on and the reserves are being destroyed. Like how many places don't have fucking clean drinking water mm-hmm. and how many places are struggling to just keep their areas clean and everything. And because of the fucking schools that we had, it caused anybody who survived caused so many fucking mental health problems that caused such a high rate of addiction and sucks a high rate of like mental illness. And we're just like, Oh, well they're all just fucking addicts. Who drink they're all, they're all addicts. They're all, they all got their native benefits and they're just, they get their, their free cigarettes and booze and they're all bums. And, and they, they love living in those ghetto squalor but, that, they, that they live in. 
Lee, you have to understand, they have a day of reconciliation and a history month. Mm-hmm. We've done enough as Canadians to fucking let them forgive us for the shit we've done, even though we were in elementary school while some of these kids were fucking dying. Yeah. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's fine. They they got the uh, they got the month. They got the uh, acknowledgement from the government. Oh, we're so sorry. So that makes it okay for the rest of the year for us to continue to stereotype them and and basically just you know casually be racist about them and. And we're almost them. like segregating them too. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're totally segregated. Because if they don't have anything to offer to the community, I'm going to just say white community. Mm-hmm. They're fucking useless to us. <laughs> How fucking sad is that? Like, I was just literally thinking about it. I'm like, you're literally living in a world where your like actual culture, you can't be it 100%. You have to be English. You have to speak French. You have to speak a different language mm-hmm. in order to survive because we've completely destroyed the community. Like, there are towns in fucking big cities where there's like the whole little Italy and Chinatown and all these places where these people barely speak any other language. Some of them don't even speak another language and can easily thrive. Yeah. Like think about it. You go to Montreal and how many different cultures are there and how go to Toronto. How many different cultures are there where they can literally thrive in this tiny community and be their culture and have their culture. We've ripped that away. They can't do that. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing we've literally taken everything that's good out of their lands and been like, Hey, we took the best of it. Have the worst. Enjoy the non clean drinking water. Enjoy the, like the barely livable areas and fuck you. (laughs) Enjoy, enjoy your, your tribal councils that are almost corrupt from top to bottom and don't give you any money and just keep you in squalor. Yeah. Enjoy that as well. Enjoy all the fucking issues that we gave you because we tried to all fucking assimilate you to white culture. Like Mm -hmm. anyways, um, it's just frustrating because like it took me so many years to figure this out. Uh, like I was brought up in a culture, a small town, all that shit where like natives were just seen as addicts and um, criminals and all that sorts of stuff. Yeah. And it was okay that we did this to them because like they're fucking useless anyway. The culture's dying anyway. Who cares? Mm-hmm. We fucking killed it. <laughs> and- yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get off this, but I mean, I will say like the sad thing is I've heard this so many times from adults, someone related to growing up. Uh, oh, they're they're they were just a Stone Age culture. It was it was only inevitable that they were going to get assimilated, and you know they're better off, or you know they're they, they just they lost basically, you know, like so that that the winner goes to spoils kind of thing. Like just dismiss them as human beings altogether. Is this is, is the kind of attitude that you know kids like me growing up we're sort of like just pelted with in our brains, like just yeah. inserted into our back of our heads. Oh yeah. You, you can, you can think of them as lesser people because you know, they're not us. Yeah. And the worst is I thought that mm-hmm. now I don't now I'm like totally on the other side. So um, yeah. Anyways, like you said, <laughs> yeah. <move on. laughs> anyway, happy Canada day and you know, 4th of July and whatever's coming up for the U S <laughs> they got their own issues going on. Yeah. She's waving. <laughs> That's going to be a GIF. <laughs> ah, no, okay. Um, That's going to be a GIF. Um, <laughs> we, should, we, we should get off. Uh, off of okay. Yeah. okay. But you literally put 4th of July. Okay, anyways, all I got to say uh, for 4th of July, um, 
what the fuck happened? <laughs> what the fuck happened to women's rights? Anyways, let's move on. That's all mm. you need to know. My hand gesture is all you need to know. Yeah. So we got a couple comments here. Uh, first off on our Facebook page, and this is in relation to our last episode we did, the Rock and Roll High School Moulin Rouge episode. It's from Bradley J. Doran Campolina. Oh, I like the last name. Yeah, that, that is a mouthful for last name. Uh, it says, a fine double feature. One is so punk rock, it changed the way you watch movies with music, and the other had PJ Souls. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like thought that. that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have a we have a criticism here, and this is on uh, and this is you know this is a YouTube comment, but it's actually a, a thought out one. It's actually you know the person's being polite in their criticism, which is rare for YouTube. So uh, we're gonna read it. This is from someone called Ja Punk on episode two hundred eight, Ghost Dog: The Way of the Samurai. Damn it, it's not what I'm on. (laughs) There's no one who can criticize you because you're so good. Um, So he says, it's a good idea before doing a recording to learn the pronunciation of words. Uh, And he says, the host here butchers hakagure, uh, which is a Japanese word. Um, And by the way, this wasn't me, which you, you would think it would be me, but it was Daniel. So he's actually because I listened back to it to see he left a timestamp. Thankfully, here's where this happens, you know, kind of thing. So um, I checked it out. It was actually Daniel who slightly mispronounced it. But, you know, he doesn't have like the Japanese accent, which is a big part of how the word is said anyway. So like um, it's it's such it's it's kind of nitpicking. I think I think it really is. Someone might disagree. Maybe a Japanese person, especially, might disagree. But uh, I think it's just kind of like you knew what we were talking about. And if you didn't, then you know I think you're just being a bit anal about it. He says, "I also think the other host's dismissal of samurai culture is annoying. I think there's a context inside Japan at the time that shouldn't be oversimplified." And so what we were talking about is um, how the sort of samurai culture was, and sort of the mythology around samurai culture back in the day was used for fascist ideals later on, especially during world war two for Japan, where, you know, they were trying to drum up nationalism and get their war machine going and stuff like that. So I honestly, I don't think I, I think the, the context we're using is, is uh, perfectly apt. Um, he says, probably better to admit you know very little about something as you highlight your observations about the movie. Uh, Daniel actually knows a lot about what he's talking about when it comes to fucking fascism. And that was kind of the topic when we were talking about uh, how samurai culture was used in World War II. So uh, maybe check out his podcast, I Don't Speak German, and you can learn a lot about fascism and, and how uh, nationalist uh, movements, uh, you know, intermingle with uh, fascism very well. And you say, rather than repeat how terrible they were as people, we didn't say Japanese people were terrible. We, we said that people using uh, samurai culture for their own fascist gains and ideals we're terrible people. We weren't saying all Japanese. We're saying these Japanese. Uh, then he goes on to say there were some good points made otherwise. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and he's, then he goes on to say the director, Jim Jeremush, has several films that highlight uh, literature or ideas that is alien to people weaned on Hollywood. I'm taking that as an insult, actually. He seems like he's saying that Daniel and I only 
watch Hollywood films and not like, independent <laughs> stuff. Have and, you seen the podcast? <laughs> yeah, apparently he's never listened to any other fucking episode of the podcast. And he didn't even list some of Jeremush's films, Dead Man, uh, Patterson, Only Lovers Left Alive, Limits of Control, which uh, I've seen all these. <clears throat> these last two not only give uh, prime screen time to books, but also to other nuances of the human experience, science, the art of guitar making, painting, agriculture, philosophy. This regard reminds me of some of the early works of Jean-Luc Godard, where the movie uh, reflects the director's learning about the world. And you see, here's the thing, like the, the Hakagure thing, the, the way samurai culture is actually used in the movie. It's a different context. Uh, there, there's some uh, actually honorable and interesting aspects to it. And, and I think Jeremush is definitely pushing towards those things. We were just making a note of how, in general, samurai culture is kind of misused in media and in general pop culture. And there's a lot of bad things about it that people don't recognize and don't address. And that's kind of what Daniel does a lot on his uh, other podcast mm-hmm. where he, he, he points out these connections. And I mean, if you don't like that and you don't get that, I guess that's on you more than anything else. But thanks for the comment anyway. Le- okay. Le- at, least it was, uh, at least it was fairly polite. I, uh, okay, so I do have um, a thing. I have a beef with this comment. Uh, uh-huh. With the whole thing of the pronunciation of names... Uh, I just want to say fuck off. <laughs> um, the reason why it bugs me so much, I remember having a prof in, or teacher in grade 10 where I did an assignment where I had a hard time, really hard time, no matter how much I practiced, reading these certain names. So when I read them, I had to say by syllable. And uh-huh. uh, I also did it like kind of jokingly to kind of like take away from the fact that I really couldn't pronounce these names. And I practiced and I tried and I did everything, but I could not get it. And my teacher on my mark docked me like so many marks and she's like learn how to say words before you do a presentation so fuck you fuck Mm. off some people just have a difficulty it's not something like it's not as if we do it intentionally to harm the person or intentionally to be like insulting if we butcher it and you want to correct us absolutely do so absolutely want to learn absolutely but don't go after somebody who probably did try to learn like pronounce it and probably tried to say it in their head and when they go out and read it it still doesn't come out right Times I know you when you read sometimes you really struggle but you try your hardest. Mm-hmm. It happens like fuck universities graduations you see the poor fucking people reading the names and they're like saying them they're butchering them and they're not coming up and be like you didn't say my name right like calm down we try our best we might sound funny we don't might not have like the the word sounds I don't know what that there's like a proper English term for that but anyways. We don't have like the actual um, accents and proper like uh, alliteration of the words. So it becomes difficult for us. So you might be an expert in saying it in certain language, but we are not. Mm, We're going to fuck up. We're going to make mistakes. Please forgive us. We are trying our best. If we do butcher it entirely, please correct us. But do not come after us and say, fuck you. You can't do this. Mm. I, you know, it's, it's kind of a running joke on this podcast, you know, where I have real trouble with like, foreign names and stuff like that i'm always fucking them up i think most people listen to the podcast on a consistent basis kind of know that and uh also like honestly i do have real trouble like even when i do try to like learn a name and how to pronounce it and stuff because i want to get it right i more often than not when i when i get to recording i i tend to get a little bit of anxiety and i end up fucking it up anyway so and comments like that make it worse. And I know mm. for me, I struggle with a lot of names because I have that fucking teacher's voice in my head. So no, 
Correct us if we're entirely butchering it. Correct us if we're wrong, but please appreciate the fact that we're really trying our hardest when yeah. we don't know how the actual pronunciation is, especially if we don't hear it. Like, we're literally trying to read it. And and, and Daniel is way more astute and, and well-spoken than I am. And, uh, and he honestly, I looked up the pronunciation tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I looked up several examples of it just to, you know, just to double check. He didn't really get it all that wrong. He basically just did the word without a Japanese accent. And a lot of us don't have that unless yeah. I start like sounding really fucking racist. Um, you, yeah. You know, you know what I actually hate? I hate people who like go so far the other way where they put on a fake accent to say a fucking word from a different language mm-hmm. because they, because they think it's more politically correct to do so or whatever. Shove that up your ass. Yep. I will do it with Italians because I'm half Italian, so I can. <laughs> but I do it more as a joke because I have the R sounds and I kind of know how to pronounce some Italian names. And we've established you're the worst Italian ever. So <laughs> I am the worst Italian. Yeah. I, I um, just take that. I, I will admit that. But anyways, no, the rest, <laughs> the rest guys. <laughs> um, uh, realistically, no, I just, uh, I know what, okay, what is the fucking word? There's a word in English where it's like how people sound when they Anun- talk. Anun- enunciate. Not enunciation. It's like oh. the actual like accent and the pronunciation of the word. Like there's an actual. Hmm. I can't think of it. Like the, not the kinetics. Um. Anyway. Phone- you know phonetically. I- phonetically, yeah, yeah. Phonetically, like you can. So some people have that, and uh, when they do do it, it sounds like it can come off very smooth because they have that. But if you don't have it in your repertoire and you're just forcing it. And uh, you're doing the fake accent in order to say it. Like, just just calm down. Calm mm-hmm. down. We're doing our best. We don't all have the accents and the language and the understanding. It's not always going to come out 100% right. I, and also, it just it's, it's one of these complaints where it's like you're complaining about obvious amateurs on a free podcast that is not professionally edited, is not making any money or anything like that. It's just a couple of guys talking about a movie because it's our hobby. It's something we have fun with. We're not trying to give like, you know, we're not trying to be scholarly like critics who are like publishing this for some sort of, you know, book or something like that. We're, we're just shooting the shit, talking about movies and having fun. And sometimes we have something interesting to say about the movies and we have fun doing it and we have a fun discussion feels like he's taking it way too seriously and it's just like yeah. if, if you if you want the you know the more astute literate criticisms and go find those podcasts and fuck off go away because we're but even not then they'll still probably that. struggle with the names too because guess what i've heard plenty of professional <laughs> podcasts where they fuck it up too read my name read my name right <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> But, you know, um, at the very least, still, thanks for the comment. It's it's one of the better ones we got on YouTube that was a negative comment because at least it was they thought it out, even though I think they're dead wrong on their the stuff they're complaining about. At least they did take the time to write it out and, and you know, not sound like a total moron when they're doing it. So it puts them, you know, in the top percentile of YouTube comments. So there you go. Um, moving on. Sorry, what we kind of went on a rage. <laughs> it's it's fine. You you've you, you got a lot of uh, stress to get out uh, over the last couple of days. We both do. So, uh, um, what we've watched uh, recently. I know you have one thing to mention, so I'll throw it over to you. All right. So uh, I only watched half. 
because I had to go to bed, but I did want to kind of vent about this movie, just a slight mm-hmm. bit, not crazy enough. Um, I watched The Other Guys. Okay. <clears throat> so it's the one with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, yeah, and then, what was it, uh, Sam Jackson and The Rock were, like, in the beginning and they die or whatever, so these they are the other guys. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I thought it was funny when these two guys were heroes and they're like, was it worth however much million in order to catch, like... Uh, this tiny little bit amount of weed that I thought was hilarious. Cause that was kind of like the whole play on like the destruction, like James Bond and stuff where they have these like mans, massive bombs and shit where it destroys the whole fucking world. And mm-hmm. you're like, you're a hero. Uh, and other movies mm-hmm. like that too, obviously. So uh, I appreciate that. But as you're watching the movie, I really had, they used a lot of like uh, negativity, like female slurs for uh, being too scared and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And that's kind of like a pet peeve of mine. Cause that's like, okay, what's wrong with being a girl? What's wrong with having a vagina? I don't understand. It's just, that's me personally. That's just something I have a pet before. But mm-hmm. the big thing for me was Will Ferrell had this beautiful wife, like gorgeous wife, and he's insulting her the whole time and he's treating her like shit. And mm-hmm. it, like at one point he's like, your wife's hot. She's like, no, she might be cute, but she's not hot. And like, there's so much negativity. And I'm like, hold on. I understand you're trying to play this guy as like Joe Blow, who's normal who basically is like te- like way better than you thought he was. Mm-hmm. Why is he so fucking abusive to a wife? And why is that like seen as acceptable? That's what really bugged me. That was one thing that was like, this is a little bit disgusting. Like, that seems like a really weird script decision. I didn't like him, it. To make him like just a rampant, like misogynist, basically. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't like it. Uh it just and the women that are around him are all attracted to him. That's fine, but and also I really didn't appreciate how this one guy was like liked being on the desk and liked doing paperwork, and that was his thing for being a cop. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing wrong with that. Probably like, makes you a much better cop than most of the ones that are in the street. But he didn't want to be on the streets. He preferred doing paperwork, and they made him seem as if he was like this really weak, pathetic person. Um. I don't know. I don't know why it like rubbed me the wrong way, but I was like, what's wrong with it? If he wants to be the person who does the paperwork, why is that a bad thing? Like, why is it like we, it takes all types to do jobs. Yeah. So that's all, that's all I really want to say. Like, I, I appreciate that there's like an intense amount of fucking action, but I think, I don't know, the message behind it was very like alpha male. And I just, I don't know. Like I, I really liked the beginning because it was like alpha male being made fun of. Like, mm-hmm. literally alpha male being like, we could jump in these bushes. And they jumped to your death. <laughs> Hilarious. I laughed. I thought the whole thing, their love for, like, everyone, how they much they adore them and everything was so true. But then when they were trying to, like, take up the position, I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not into it. I didn't watch the other half. It's just it's <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't watch the other half of the other guys, huh? Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I got two to mention here. Uh, real quick, I'll mention Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I thought it was... Okay, uh, don't give too much, because I haven't seen it yet. I really want to see it. I thought it was really good. I thought it's probably the best Marvel movie since... Probably Endgame. It's, it's probably the best one since, because it's really fun. It, it does the right thing. It takes a really talented director like Sam Raimi, and it lets him do his thing. So it's kind of Evil Dead mixed with Doctor Strange. It's got all the sort of Sam Raimi tropes that you come to expect from his movies, the stuff that makes his movies fun. And it kind of breaks the Marvel formula a little bit, which is a good thing. Like you can keep it 
somewhat within the Marvel box because you know they got a plan. They every all their phases are planned out, and they have to hit certain beats and shit. That's fine, but give a talented director enough freedom to breathe and do his thing or her thing, and let them you know have fun with the fucking shit. And that's what they do here, so it actually works. Um, I thought it was really entertaining for like two hours or whatever the fuck it is. And it didn't slow down and it didn't bore me. And that's saying something for a Marvel movie. Like, <laughs> Cause a lot of them just like lately, especially of just like, Oh, why am I watching this shit? This was fun. It was entertaining. It was funny. Um, had good action and it had some neat ideas behind it. So I thought it was Definitely, I definitely would recommend it. It's it's one of the better Marvel movies, and it's definitely the best one in the last while since the end game. Oh, I really want to see it. <laughs> it uh, I mean, whenever you're free next, we could watch it. It is whenever it is I'm on free. it is on F movies, but you know, um, whenever I'm free next. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, whenever our schedules coordinate somehow, magically, if they ever do. I mean, my schedule is slowing down quite a bit, so they, they should coordinate a bit better. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, summer. <laughs> yeah. Good try. Um. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, and the other one I'm going to mention is Mad God. Uh, this is directed by Phil Tippett, who is famous for doing special effects for stuff like RoboCop, RoboCop 2, Jurassic Park. Uh, especially known for doing the um, stop motion stuff. Uh, he's one of the last great guys to do stop motion. And this entire movie is stop motion animation. Uh, so, and there, you know, I think there's some like some subtle CGI and stuff in it too, but it's stop motion mixed with some live action. Uh, it's just this like really like, have you ever seen a tool video? Yes. It's kind of like a feature-length tool video in a way because it's very weird and 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 kind of gnarly. Oh, is it like okay? Was it, what was the one? What was the one with? Um, oh my god! Oh, that really creepy movie with the. Uh, I can't remember. Okay, give me a second. Keep okay. talking. I'm gonna figure it out. Okay, so this is basically a descent into hell. It's like a post-apocalyptic thing where this. A uh, guy called the assassin in a gas mask and gas mask and uh, leather coat and stuff. He, he, he's he's coming down in this diving bell that's dropped from somewhere up that you don't see, and he's got a mission, uh, and he's just dropped through all these different levels of this weird apocalypse that is just totally fucked up. And there's all he encounters all these weird creatures and situations. It's pretty, like, just visually alone. It's interesting. It's going to keep your attention. Doesn't have much of a story. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're going to, I think, I think you should watch it. I think you'll like it. Um, doesn't have a, doesn't have much of a story, but it is freaky as fuck. And it's just such an accomplishment. Like, visually, it's so unique. In, the, in this day and age to see something like this with these this level of high-end stop-motion special effects it it's and it's a movie that like he was creating over like decades like he on and off and so it feels a little disjointed at times just because of that but 
overall, it's just a, a really unique vision. Like there's not anything quite like it. Like, like I said, the closest thing I can associate it with, honestly, is like a tool video. And this is, you know, and it's, it's like the biggest, best tool video you've ever seen. The movie I was thinking of was the adventures of Mark Twain. Adventures of Mark Twain. Yeah. I don't think it's, is, is that, is that a stop motion? It's a claymation. Claymation. Yeah. So basically yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So uh, it made me think of that. Have you not seen it? I have not seen it. <gasps> oh my God. Okay. So either we have to do this movie or watch this movie because um, I watched it. I saw one part. It was one of those. Okay. So it was back in the day when YouTube really wasn't that big yet. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to fall on it. And uh, I was like, what the fuck is this? And I watched the movie. It's a, it's a weirdly uh, fucked up movie. I haven't seen it in a few years. Though. I haven't seen it. Wow. I haven't seen it in fucking so long. I could be totally wrong about it and it's garbage now. But <laughs> we can watch it. We should watch it. We should either do it for the podcast or we should watch it. We should make our schedules align. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I work at a restaurant in the summer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm, j- I'm just saying my schedule, uh, part of the problem has been both of our schedules have been incredibly stressful and busy. Mine is getting less busy, so it makes it more open windows for when you're not busy. Mine is getting more busy. <laughs> Still, the little pockets that pop up, there's a better chance that I'm there. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's it. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we're going to come back and talk about sugar cookies from 1973. I do have, I do have a question for you, Lee. Do you like music? Do you I like do. music? <laughs> you mm. In that case, you're going to love this. I was into these dudes before anybody. Partied with them all the time. <laughs> from the cursed earth the psycho semantic cast let us face without panic the reality of our time the fact that atom bombs may someday be dropped on our cities and let us prepare for survival by understanding the weapon that threatens us to have a uh, an ignorant uh, thin-skinned megalomaniac uh, who sends off the uh, you know, Twitters at 3 a.m. if somebody angered him. The neo-Nazis turning up in Washington, D.C. to have a rally saying, Heil Trump. We talk about politics. I knew I couldn't trust you corporate greaseballs. We talk about movies. You can't come down here and arrest people just because of what they look like. Are you crazy? Oh, oh. That's police harassment. We talk about political movies. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. They're all around us and we never knew it. You can only see them with these special glasses. The Psycho Semanticast. You ungodly warlock. Good timing. <laughs> Could, how did we not bring up the comment that Court made? <laughs> oh. Did I miss that? 
I, I, I forgot to put that in my notes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, wait, didn't didn't he make a comment? And it was pretty fucking hilarious because it was a blunder I made last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Just, just hold a second there. I, I'm going to... Here's here's professional podcasting. Oh yeah, here we yeah here we go. Okay, so 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 court court usually posts like currently listening to this podcast, and so whenever he's listening to this podcast, he you know he posts it on his on his Facebook feed, and and he he, he starts off with a uh, like kind of like oh oh shit face because of the uh, comment that he tags. <laughs> Timestamp wise, about how Lee fumbled her words is like I haven't been on him yet. Basically, is what she said, and and then he goes, "Wait, what now? What have I volunteered for here?" And then he says, "Lee is putting serious expectations on me for what happens when I podcast with people." And then I said, "She knows what she said." I expect all the orgasms. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. I just what's he listened to it and he tagged me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he tagged that he's, he tagged that like specific part. My goodness, it was one of those moments that I had. If I had a drink, I totally would have a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> I was cackling. I was fucking. <laughs> it might not be as funny for everybody else, but it was hilarious for me. Yeah, we, we've got a little sub thread going now. Where basically we're just talking with court on this podcast and that's about it until we get him back on here and hinting at other podcasters to do certain movies hint hint again for hints that we did last podcast hint Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right uh we're going to talk about now sugar cookies from 1973 and we have a trailer His death was a tragedy. Why did she kill herself? Meet the sugar cookies. I want to play with you. I'm bored. These are the beautiful people who live and die in a freaky, try anything world. These are the sugar cookies who live in a pleasure garden of forbidden delights. No, I can't. Every once in a while, a movie comes along that stuns the senses with its daring and excitement. Boldly filmed, candidly portrayed, definitely for adults with a taste for the unconventional, the bizarre. She had everything to live for. A different kind of film. Soft, sweet, satisfying. Uh, Sugar Cookies, 73, also known as Love Me My Way, Love, comma, Death. And I had to pick this one. This is the Spanish title. Lesbianismo. Asino. I don't know how to speak Spanish, but mm-hmm. lesbian sounds right. I'm sure someone will complain about how I pronounce that. It's fine. We got uh, director Theodore uh, Gershuni. He didn't do a lot 
He's probably best known for doing Silent Night, Bloody Night, which is a Christmas slasher film. Um, he did a couple episodes of Tales from the Dark Side and Monsters uh, TV series later on. And also notably, he was married to one of the stars in this movie, Mary Warnoff, from 1970 to 73. He also wrote this along with Lloyd Kaufman. And of course, that's Lloyd Kaufman of Troma Films fame. This is before Troma was a thing. Uh, just Lloyd Kaufman getting in the movies, basically. And starring George Shannon as Max Pavel. He did some TV and B-movies. Uh, notably for this guy, interesting enough, he, he's one of these people who kind of past middle age totally changed his life around and returned to college, earning a bachelor's and master's and PhD in uh, gerontology in 1995. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So, and it was honestly, not, not the shit on the guy, but he wasn't doing a lot in movies and TV. Like he, it was a lot of B movies that no one's ever heard of. And <laughs> well, the guy's not that great of an actor. <laughs> no, he's not. He's, he's kind of not good. Um, of course, we have Mary Warnoff, who we've talked about already, as Camilla Stone. We have Lynn Lowry as Alta Lee and Julie Kent. And she was a 1970s B-movie queen. Uh, she was in I Drink Your Blood, The Crazies, Shivers. Went on to do Cat People in 1982, which sort was sort of her last big role for a while. Um during that time, she took on some TV roles in the 80s, returned in 1995 for a film called Compelling Evidence, and then sort of broke back into just doing TV and direct-to-video stuff until about 2008. And since then, she's really worked steady, though. Um, I was looking on IMDb, and I counted it. She, she currently has... 36 projects that are either completed in pre-production, filming, post-production, or announced. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she's got a lot going on right now. Um, we have Monique Van Voren as Helene, uh, Maureen Brines as Dola, Daniel Sidur as Gus, Odine as Roderick, and Jennifer Wells as Max's secretary. Jennifer Wells was a really well-known porno actress around this time, so I've never seen any of her porns. But uh, not not the sort of era of porn I like watching. But uh, she was kind of a name for a while in uh, in pornography. So <laughs> well then, <laughs> yeah, un understandably uh, considering the stuff she does in this film. Yeah, we're just get into it here. Uh, this is first time watch for me. I, I've known of this film for quite a while, and I know this is first time watch for you. So uh, give me your sort of general thoughts, there, Lee. Um. Okay. So I'm happy. It ended the way it did. Because <laughs> I was getting a little bit, I like the intro, like I said it, uh, or so I said to you earlier, um, it kind of made me angry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad it ended the way it did. So um, I enjoyed it. I'm going to say I enjoyed it. It wasn't like a uh, blow my mind. It wasn't anything that um, what I thought was particularly exhilarating. Mm -hmm. Um but I didn't think it was like it's not the worst movie I've watched but I like it's it's a very like middle ground but a little bit better than middle mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. uh, I, that's a good way to explain it um, I enjoyed all the uh, the breasts and nudity there was lots of nudity uh, tons like Lynn Lowry it, herself is probably like in 90% of her time in this movie she's just naked it took um, 
it took the intro, the theme song, mm-hmm. and about five seconds, and there was already nudity. Yeah. <laughs> the editing of this movie was so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I understand how they do cut scenes and how they're supposed to do it in a certain way so it kind of looks more like flawless. This was like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yes. <laughs> and the scene had a new one. Like, there, okay, like perfect example is the intro scene where he's like, I want you naked. <laughs> like, or now you're ready. Oof. And um, she's just naked. So it ends up with the one scene where he pretty much is like, I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then next scene, she's completely naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's nothing um, that leads to it. Like, the lead up is entirely gone. And then, obviously, there's some scenes that, honestly, they could be cut out. There's so many mm-hmm. scenes that just be cut out. This was like the the big lit alligator scene that I used to tell you about, or that I told you about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so many of these scenes in this movie. <laughs> there's 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 a good like 15 minutes of stuff that could have been just chopped right out of this. Like, don't get me wrong, the the whole relationship between um the two leads makes sense cuz mm-hmm. uh you understand like what's trying to be built before the ending. But really? Like they're playing fucking squash randomly. Yeah, in the dirtiest, the dirtiest squash court I've ever seen in my barefoot. life. Barefoot. Mm. And like it, it doesn't even lead. To, they're literally. I don't even know how the the director was like. Hey guys, I just want you guys to play squash. Like we're gonna take you to a squash court. We're gonna. I don't know where. We're, we're gonna go to this like discount free squash court just to record you guys playing squash. Like. There was nothing to that point. There was literally, you could cut that section out and I wouldn't even miss it. I wouldn't even know that it was there. I didn't even need it to be there. <laughs> I guess, I guess they're trying to argue that like, you know, it's, it's part of, and you know, I'm just going to give it away spoilers basically here. Um, Cause I actually didn't read the There's synopsis. spoilers in the show. <laughs> I actually didn't write down the synopsis for this, but uh, so <laughs> man, I'm doing really well today. I've, I've had a weekend. Uh, not not going to disclose details, but I've, I've been had other things on my mind. Um, but basically what happens here is so uh, like I listen the credits, Lynn Lowry is playing a double role here. So her Alta, uh, Alta lay or Alta Lee, um, character in the opening, she dies in a sex game that goes way too far with her uh, porn producer boyfriend, who is basically just he's he's a fucking psycho, like he, he's 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 a creep, and he uh, first he uses a his gun as a substitute penis and inserts it into her, then has her taste herself off the gun. And then eventually gets Rob to the Zombie point, looking at you. Yeah, Rob Zombie <laughs> must have seen this one, and and eventually murders her, shoots her with it. And so, what happens? What what it turns out is that uh, uh, Mary Warnoff's character here, Camilla, was the lesbian lover of uh, Alta, and she wants to get revenge. And to do so, she goes and looks for someone to groom, basically to use as like a distraction or something to get close to this guy as a patsy, basically that she can pin the murder on uh, and, and give herself an alibi. Um, and it just so happens that uh, right out of something like Alfred Hitchcock's vertigo or similar films, she finds someone who's like almost a perfect double 
for uh, the person who was killed. Is a uh, <laughs> it is a perfect double because it is Lynn Lowry. So this especially, you know, catches the attention of uh, our killer here. And and she basically just grooms this poor girl who is an innocent, who is, you know, just one of these countless women like trying to get into the acting business or whatever. And she gets basically just corrupted and seduced and um, just controlled by Mary Warnoff's character, who is this really cold uh, woman who is determined to get her revenge, no matter what it costs. It does. It doesn't matter if she ruins this other person's life, as long as she gets her revenge. And uh, that's kind of like the twist ending on this. Cause you, you're not quite sure leading up to it, whether she's doing this for revenge or is she doing this to just repeat the game that uh, the porn producer murder slash murderer uh, is playing where it's like, Oh, I'll get you another girl who looks just like her and we can recreate this again, you know, to get you off or whatever kind of thing. Like for a while, you kind of think that, right. The, um, the quick synopsis um, that I have Mm -hmm. is a film producer murders his star actress during an erotic game quotation mm-hmm. marks and makes it look like suicide the dead girl's lesbian lover discovers what happened and plots her revenge yeah that's it um yeah. so um the one thing i have to say about the suicide uh i'm pretty sure uh forensics wasn't that shitty in the 70s <laughs> these are the worst cops these are these are typical 70s cops in a b movie terrible this are they even like was there even cops? Like I don't even understand. Um and then okay, uh first of all, like the whole idea of a suicide. Okay, cool. Um uh, anybody, anybody could see the gun was so far out that uh, to shoot it like he didn't even put it close to her. He didn't even make her hold mm-hmm. it. Like her fingerprints, yeah, would be on it. His fingerprints would be fucking on it, and yep. he would have gun like the residue with a gun. Uh, I don't know how that how new that is the night with the 1970s and now so that might be she would have had powder marks all over her face from shooting she from that would distance. have had them too right and him on his hands yeah yeah but that's what I mean like I don't know how accurate it was back then but uh, the angle alone with the gun I my, like literally when you hold a gun the way it's held first of all the way he held it it's not work for her because. Yeah angle and secondly it was so far up that she wouldn't even be able to like properly oh anyways yeah um, no nobody committing suicide holds a gun like a foot away from their mouth open and but even was, it was like pretty high angle too yeah. it wasn't anyways um that just bugged me and it was so like okay so cool you are you have an alibi awesome this is this is not David Fincher's Zodiac here. There's no like the technical details are just they're an afterthought because these are all amateur filmmakers for the most part. Like this is this is this is Lloyd Kaufman and, and these guys doing it. Oliver Stone was like a producer on this one. He he Oliver Stone does not talk about this movie. Like if would people bring it up, he's like, fuck you, we're not talking about that. See, I just I just liked it for um the storyline. Like, I like the, how they had the storyline. That's literally my limit. Because mm-hmm. everything else I thought was really bad. The acting was terrible. The mm-hmm. editing was terrible. The camera angles were pretty bad. Like, 
the one scene where they have like inside the car they're like hey guys let's just have this action shot where you're inside the car nothing happens from it again it's like a big left alligator moment why did they do that yeah <laughs> um and then the scene with uh oh i have to get the name because i'm terrible with names um with dola Mm-hmm. Like you could literally, other than the end when she's like, "Hey, I need money." Okay, cool. Here's the money. You're gonna be my alibi. That was the only reason why we needed her there. But there was such a big story behind her with so many other fucking different stories. Yeah. And like, uh, his, okay, was that his? Um, oh, you mean his, his his nephew? Yeah. 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 The the side character Gus. The uh, the guy who looks like Jonah Hill transported back to the 70s who gets to star in his own little sex comedy basically in the background uh, and he not only that so so so, uh, so this character Gus he is our, our main character our, our murderer's nephew I guess and was that the nephew? Who's, who's Helen? Um Helen is Helen is I don't know if it's supposed to be his sister or because she says something about her brother and shit and it's just like it makes no sense like it, it feels like a error on the script level kind of and, thing okay and then the kid where he's like good night sweetheart was that his kid I thought it was his kid but everywhere I read says it's his nephew and the little girl that comes in for like a split second who oh no little- I did I missed I totally missed that Okay, yeah. There's like one scene where this guy comes in, it's like, okay, good night, sweetheart. And then she I think she says, Daddy, I love you. Oh. And then okay. she goes to Helena and uh she just says, Good night, sweetheart, and then they just like dis- dismissive. Oh, and- maybe maybe they're implying that he fucked his sister and had had incest babies. That's why I'm so confused, because I, I thought initially it was his wife who was just cheating. Uh, it's it's very, like, again, everything's like an afterthought other than, like, the, the sort of central thing. But but th- this Gus kid, like I said, he looks like Jonah Hill uh, from, you know, from fucking uh, Superbad. And he gets his own little subplot where our murderer gives him $5,000 to go out and have a good time. So he gets himself a woman who he or he gets basically set up of a woman has happens to be uh, Dola, and during this time when he gets ready for it, he gets his own theme song and everything. Little boy, you have grown up now. The best of schools have shown you how a fine family has helped make a man out of you. Come on, kid, get off the shelf. It's time for you to find yourself and do your thing, for it's perfectly right and true. Big Gus, what's the fuss? You're just an all-American boy who's found the greatest toy to enjoy. And as fast as he can has become an all-American Become an all-American man. Just comes out of nowhere. It's like we've got this serious, like, psychosexual thriller going on where 
this this woman is grooming this naive woman to be the patsy in this revenge plot and then it's oh let's follow gus for like five minutes where he 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 tries to exercise and cleans himself up and then puts on women's clothing and tries to fuck and fantasizes about fucking max yeah which is also like okay so I was saying, this movie has so many moments that don't need to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the actual movie itself could be just a short film. Yeah. Considering, really, like, really the idea, I thought it was going to be, like, a softcore. I really did think it was going to be a softcore. Not a lot really of, was, not a lot. It's like, there's, what, two sex scenes, maybe? Not even. There's, like, not maybe, even. like, this really awkward oral scene that isn't oral. Like, you see, like, you, you see. oral that way. <laughs> you, no. And you, you see him. You see the the murderer guy. You see him hump Mary Warnoff like briefly or whatever, but it's not really a sex scene. It's just kind of like they're laying on top of each other. Um, like I've seen softcore, and mm-hmm. I've even seen like movies from back in the day, and there was so much more visually sexualness I mean, you, I mean, to it. I mean, you do get the the scene where he's on the phone and his secretary comes up to him, and there's a little bit of like she's doing a little bit of sub stuff there. Oh, and then the scene where uh, Mary and um, oh yeah, where where Mary Lynn, Warnoff and and Lynn they're in the tub together. No, not the tub. Of where they're in the the clothing store. Oh and yeah. The retail worker just jumps in all of a sudden. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, let's all have three hands. I'm like threesome, threesome. <gasps> like I and then they, like they, just, they, like, Sorry, they, never, they never they never pay it off, do they? Like they They're, okay, this is literally the biggest cop piece movie. Because I'm sorry, but yeah, that tub scene. Mm. I thought I just had a shitty version. I googled it, and every time you like look for Mary, um, Mary's like tub scene, it's a solo tub scene of her with like a hat, a top hat yeah. or whatever hat. And I'm like, wait, there's nothing else. This wait, and again, the terrible fucking edit. Like it literally mm-hmm. looks like uh, it, it was possibly like a scene that was cut out. But it was like a, oh yeah, yeah. Let's just cut this out and attach the next one. Like, it, okay, it looks like one of those like old school movies where mm-hmm. they lost a the whole scene and they're like, oh well, let's just cut the bad pieces off, reattach them with tape, and then go on. It's, like, yeah, it's it's that thing that like Quentin Tarantino does now, ironically, in like the Grindhouse movie. It's like scene missing. Like, okay, that's that's good. Move on. This is not even miss- this. is what it didn't have that missing. Thing. No, it's it's just, it's just not there. You want to see something really funny? Oh, wow, you got a lot of notes. Oh no, this is like old homework. Oh. Okay. Um, so I was looking at my notebook and I realized there's pages that I did not write on the back of. Mm-hmm. So this is this is one for so the green writing, and then there is the next page, and then the next one isn't for a while. The next one's like there it is. <laughs> but anyways, I'm gonna show you this really, really closely. Scene. <laughs> where, where is the tub, where is the tub scene for the fucking? Yeah, tub I was scene? just so angry. I'm like, yeah. okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I did. I, like I said, I did like it. I just, it's just that very like line where it's like, here is a line. Here is like. Uh, neutral here is don't like here is do like it was literally like it's that little bit over a little mm-hmm. bit over there uh, there there is a good idea buried under like just a lot of ineptitude in this film. yeah like, like i did i did think the idea of it was really cool but i think the story wasn't developed well enough like first of all why in fuck would she just be like cool i'll be your alibi i'm not saying yeah no fuck you i'm not gonna be your alibi and get him arrested right away yeah 
like I, I, knowing like what he does and how he does it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, that that's the thing that that shows that Mary Warnoff's character is basically just like him because she's willing to like destroy another person's life to get her revenge instead of like immediately going to the cops. That that's kind of the dark twist on this, where it's like both our our murderer here, um, George Shannon as Max Powell or Max Pavel. Uh, and Mary Warnoff's Camilla Stone, they're kind of two peas in the same pod kind of thing, like two two sides of the same coin or whatever. They're like they're they're fucking they're both basically just cold, amoral sociopaths who have no no problem, no fucking problem destroying other people's lives. Like Oh, they had one of my favorite lines or my favorite comments. Mm. Content. Oh oh yeah. So uh so Camilla, Camilla, she's you know, she's she's doing a she's doing a search for you know she's she's doing the the casting call basically, and we get the hilarious audition sequence which you will hear at the beginning of the show, where she's auditioning for the you know the new person to you know set up to use against Max here. Um, she has this uh, obviously gay uh, talent scout for her basically, uh, trying to find girls for her and stuff, and he's complaining about it's like. I, I I can't even show up right now. I'm so busy. I'm on a cunt hunt right now. It's like, <laughs> and he's got a nice Amish beard going on too, which is a uh, that's that that's a look. Uh, that's a uh, nineteen that's a nineteen seventy three look for a gay man. If there uh, was one, I did laugh with the you know how the porno they had with um uh the whatever it was but with Alta like mm-hmm. the original movie they have with Alta where she gets stabbed at the end yeah there's no blood on the knife no no not even attempt to put blood on the knife just like there's no blood on her either like, yeah even <laughs> even the movie inside the movie's shitty it's just like it's yeah. so okay so okay I have a note here that says acting very bad B or C <laughs> 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 so I was gonna say like B movie. I'm like, nah, it's not even. Nah, it's kind of a C movie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. Like, it's not even worth calling a a softcore either. Um. Okay. Wow. Well, I was that a picture of like Rick, Richard Nixon in the background. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the cops for a minute. They're like they're looking at like the smutty like classifieds or whatever and and he and the, the cop puts his hands over the picture of richard nixon's eyes and it's like whoa you know you can't see this and then the other guy's like yeah he's he, he wouldn't even know he wouldn't even know what sex is basically <laughs> oh and they have the fucking panties oh yeah they stole her panties that was corpse. so gross that was, yeah that scene was unnet they didn't need that scene because they didn't bring the cops back anyway to like be sleazy or anything like that. Like if they had an actual scene with the cops, mm. um, that kind of, I, I, they could have had like some necrophilia scene that I would have, like some sort of ties to them taking a dead girl's panties. Um, it would have made it make more sense. But literally, the whole point of it was just to gross people out. Like I don't mm. know. It was, Stupid, dumb, unnecessary. Again, a part that could be cut out. Again, could have saved money on actors because he didn't fucking need them. There's, there's like a really good, excellent like half hour short film in this movie because like the 
the the psychological stuff with Warnov yeah. and Lowry and stuff like that's really interesting. That has something to say about you know manipulating young actresses and stuff like that. And and it, it does you know hitch itself on Vertigo the idea of like changing a person to fit your ideals and stuff like that. Like it, it, it does kind of it, it does really kind of like stick into that. But then there's all this other stuff going on, and it's like, why is this going on? Like, why am I? S- maybe I'd want to see Gus in another movie. Like, I'd, I'd maybe I'll see his sex comedy, you know, in another movie somewhere. That's fine. Yeah. But I don't want to see it here, and I don't want to see the bumbling cops. I don't give a shit. Like, the cops didn't even need to be in this. They could have been like telephone calls, you know, mm-hmm. or mentioned. Oh, the cops were here. They did this. Like. To make this even like a pre-functionary like presence of cops as you know doing their job or whatever, it just felt like an afterthought. Um, I really do love Warnoff in this. I really do love mm-hmm. Lowry in this. Like they're both their on-screen chemistry is really fucking good. And- I did find it funny um, that I think it was just honestly the script. It wasn't Lowry's fault, mm-hmm. but they said, "Oh." you're so shy and then like okay take off your this do this and she wasn't shy anymore she ain't shy like that. um <laughs> I, I again i think it's just the script that uh kind of did that it wasn't uh mm-hmm. lowry's fault at all but um but yeah. yeah so i just thought it was like a poor script because it was okay you, uh say that you're shy and mm-hmm. then take off your shirt like yeah. it's it took away like i think there is potential there, especially since there was really good chemistry between the both. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was uh, kind of thrown away because it was just so, the script was just so like, we're going to start here. Oh, by the way, let's climax here. Like it's just all over the fucking place. There was a lot of shit that was unnecessary, useless, pointless. And there's other parts where it should have been developed and it was not developed. Yeah. No, no, you're totally right. Um, yeah. I'm still going to give it like, just a bare recommendation because I think there is some like good DNA in this for like the 1990s, like sexy thrillers. Like it, it feels like every Shannon Tweed movie in in the 1990s where she gets naked and kills people kind of like leeches off this idea a little bit to some degree. Uh, this, this kind of film, like this film is just like the prototypical version of that. That doesn't quite work. Like it got perfected in the 1990s or even in like the eighties, the, the, they were making movies that were kind of like this, you know, kind of doing the same thing. Um, this one's just a little too, a little too amateur, honestly. Like it's, it's just a bunch of people like kind of doing a lot of this shit for the first time really. And, and they're it's not like, quite sure. It's not insane. Like, I don't even know. Like it's, there's amateur people who can do stuff. This was literally someone who had too many ideas and tried to put everything and then said, Hey, let's toss everything in this one movie, that make a million ideas and put it down into an hour and a half mm-hmm. while the hour and a half could have been utilized a lot better or yeah. cut down to just a short film. Cause again, there's a really good idea there. Um, it's just the beginning of the relationship between, yeah. between Max and, uh, Camilla, so mm-hmm. George and Mary, could have been developed at the beginning of the movie to understand yeah. like where they are with Lynn instead of just all of a sudden at the beginning, like George is or Max is fucking around with Alta and okay, let's murder her. Like we don't understand why she was murdered, we understand what happened. It's just a murder. 
Um, yeah, we don't you understand kinda, why. Yeah, you kind of get just assume. You kind of get to like uh, suppose that okay, he's a psycho. Like that. That's yeah, just, that's all. But it would have been nice, and then to understand Mary as well because. Uh, get her as a psycho and understand her more would have been good too. So mm-hmm. a massive chunk of this movie, we didn't need the whole relationship between Mary and Lynn, like all of that scene. It could have just been a couple where you saw the slow development of the relationship. That's fine. That mm-hmm. could have been reduced to like a few minute scene. You didn't need that much. Yeah. And then uh, the cop scene was useless. The Gus scene was useless. The Dola and Gus scene was entirely fucking pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the fact that you kind of figured out that Gus had this weird fucking boner for Max, which again, useless. Yeah, because that that went nowhere. I mean, I guess it establishes that that's the favor Dola did to get the money or whatever, basically. But that's not even it. Like she, no. her, she's the alibi at the end. Is, yeah, is you don't even need her. You could have just had Mary and uh, Dola, or sorry, Camilla and Dola. Uh, have the situation where Dola's like, shit, I did something wrong. Like, I need your help. Mm-hmm. And she could have been like, I'll help you. Just wait. And then we would have, came when she came back, we'd been like, holy fuck, like that girl figured it out because that's what I understood. I was like, okay, when she said she's coming back with the money in 10 days, it made sense. Mm-hmm. But you could have made that happen in a short period of time without Gus. <laughs> yeah. And her shooing away Gus when she says Max didn't understand why that happened either. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's obviously already a kinky motherfucker. He, he, he's bagging you with, like, women's clothing on. He's he's into some stuff, and you were okay with that. All of a sudden, you're totally turned off because he, he's saying a different name? Like, I I don't know about that. Uh, I don't, I don't really think it was that. I think it was because she, she, he said Max, so maybe it was Max that because she had owed money, or Max did. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. It, way, it, it doesn't you know, explain it. That's the problem, right? Yeah, like we can be left guessing because I neither of us really understood the reason for that. Mm. Um, I went so off train. I was like, I had a point to all this that I was saying. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, there was a good story there, and had they taken the hour and a half and utilized it properly, I think it would have been a lot better. Or, like we said, just make it a short film of what they did have because there was enough with the limited amount of information we did have with the parts that made sense to make the understanding of it and to make kind of our own um, story behind it. Cause mm-hmm. it had it been a short film, I feel like it would have made more sense to kind of make our own story behind it. Like have our yeah. own imagination behind it. Yeah. This, this movie throws too many like things that you have to consider on the side that like just muddy the waters a bit too much. Um, so, um, I want to make a couple things, like just things I noticed in the movie. Okay. Uh, so the cash said uh, like eight fifty four, uh, eight hundred fifty four dollars on it. Mm. Uh, just how they showed you, like, hey guys, this is an expensive store. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was humorous. It was just one of those little things where, it, again, pointless, but I kind of appreciated at that moment in time because mm-hmm. B movie, kind of cheesy. It made sense. Uh, and then, and then following that, the scene with the retail worker, I'm like, wait a second, where can I go to a yeah. clothing store and this happens? Where she's like, hey, you two, you want to go back to the changing room? Like, come on. Did they go to the changing room? Like, again, this scene was useless. This scene yeah. was pointless. Uh, they didn't even have to pay that person. I don't even know why they brought her in. They didn't even have to pay the person. No. It was- <laughs> They probably didn't pay her. Like that—that's the thing. Like, there's probably a bunch of people in this movie who were not paid. Oh, probably, especially in the seventies. Like, mm-hmm. 
Um, I realized every time I see like really tall women, I realize how obsessed I am with tall women. Mm-hmm. Like Mary, when she's like laying on the bed and like her legs were just out. She is stretched out for miles. Ugh. Like she's almost six feet. Like she's 5'11. Yeah. And my goodness, like I guess because I'm 4'11, so I, I just I just imagine like legs she's wrapped around me. Like she's just ugh. Mm. <laughs> mm. I love me some long legs and ladies. I'm just pitch I'm just I'm just picturing her wrapping her legs around, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, I like this too. This is this is nice. I like it. <laughs> I just oh man I'm obsessed and I I uh, <laughs> so I thought that um, like Lynn Lowry has kind of like an alien looking face. She's got uh she's she's kind of like a dollar store sissy spacek. But it's so hot. <laughs> no, but she is hot. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that to downgrade. I'm just saying like she's no. kind of like the B movie version of sissy spacek in a way. She's got yeah. a very alien cat like look to her. She does, and it's so beautiful mm-hmm. like i remember looking at her i'm like you look so weird but it's gorgeous and ironically <laughs> in, in like i was listing your credits there ironically she was in the remake of cat people in 1982 she did not play a cat person oh no that's like missed opportunity yeah but oh my god she's so beautiful like she is. I, I think it's because of her unique beauty it's not oh, like yeah. a, it's not your average day like when i first saw her i was like you look kind of weird. I'm like, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's my, my weird perversions. I just, it's just, I just like, I just like my ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was so much nudity in this one too. So how can I not be excited? <laughs> like, I just wish, I just wish it went somewhere where the nudity was like slapping against each other. That, that would have been uh... even way better. There was that like the weird uh, scene where um, Lara went down on Mary, or mm-hmm. Lynn went down on Mary, and it's just her face was like just dug into her pubic hairs, like it was her underwear. And I'm like, oh no, it was the opposite way. It was Mary who did it to Lynn. Sorry, and it was oh, Mary yeah. in her like pubic area, and just her. I was like, all she's doing is like licking pubic hair. <laughs> she's not getting there. I don't know if they know how anatomy anatomy. Wow, I can't even say words. Anatomy. I don't know how <laughs> biology works. Yeah. <laughs> no, this, this is the funny thing. It's like this this film was X-rated, but it wasn't because of any of the sex stuff. Well, in a way, it wasn't any of the sex stuff. It was the fact that the um, the gun was inserted into the vagina, or the you know the the idea that the gun was being inserted into the vagina, which is what got it uh, the X rating. Hilarious. Because everything else is actually like the sex stuff in this is super tame in a way for you get the time. Like, maybe a lick of an areola, like not even a lip. Mm-hmm. Not not even a nipple. Like it was licking yeah. an areola. Yeah. It, it, it it's very disappointing on that end as far as like, hey, I want to watch these two bang. Uh but very good in as far as like, hey, I want to see these two naked. You get plenty of that, but Otherwise, there's no follow through. That's the problem. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, it's, uh, it's. I have this in my notes, but it says, "I'm shy. Let's hang out naked." Yeah. <laughs> like literally, Lynn was like, "Oh, I'm so shy. I'm so shy." But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all, but all, all, yeah, but all girls like hanging out naked. That's just the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, let's be casual friends who take a bath together. <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's what I that's what I look for in you know my uh, female friends. It's like yeah, every once in a while take a casual bath together. It's Hold fun. on a second. If we're recreating this, it would be in your gender. It would be male. No, not at all. <laughs> 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 I'm the director of my own movie here. Um, so some trivia here. Uh, Lynn Lowry initially turned down the script because she objected to all the extensive nudity that her dual role enti- entailed. But later in an interview, she said uh, being naked on set all the time wasn't a big deal. Uh, she says, quoting here, dealing with all the nudity was very difficult in the beginning. Just the idea of being in nude in front of all these people is hard, but after you've done it, and by the first night you spent 14 hours nude, nobody cares anymore. Nobody looks at you anymore. Uh, you're laying on the floor, and crew people are stepping over your nude body. After a while, it's just like you're in clothes. Um, and then, ironically, she went on to star in Score, 1973, that same year, where she spent even more time fully naked and having more sex than in this film. So there you go. <laughs> if anything, this kind of like... Uh, helped her get a, get over the uh, uncomfortableness of being naked and doing sex scenes on film, I guess. Yeah. I do have a budget here. It was a hundred thousand dollars. Like we said, it was a failure at the box office only made $78,340 in box office returns in the U S probably, I think probably eventually it made its money back, but it was not a success. Um, <laughs> and if you want to find this, um, Vinegar Syndrome recently re- released a Blu-ray DVD combo that is really well done, apparently. Um, really cleaned this up. Uh, and Troma Now, which is their streaming service, has it. And also, just basically on every fucking porn site that you look. Like, if you search Google Video for Sugar Cookies 1973, just about every porn site has a version of it on there. You Usually, it's like the older VHS version of it and some of them are 125 minutes so they're cut somewhere but there, there's a bunch of them that are to the uh, hour 30 and uh, you can find if it you there. you google it you'll find it pretty quickly you'll find mm-hmm. inside that place it pretty quickly yeah all you gotta do is you know get your pop-up blockers on and shit because <laughs> some of those sites are like X hamster and some of the less reputable ones where it's just like pop up pop up pop up pop up pop up pop up it's like you got to watch like a 14 second like ad before you watch the video with, with a bunch of chicks being rammed by big dicks. And then it's like, and then none of that's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was expecting porn at some point. There was no porn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Fucked <laughs> <to> myself. <sighs> I'm such a pervert. <laughs> it's one of the things I like about you. Um, I'm like Court who watches the pornography. Yeah. I've heard he's indulged once in a while, that, that filthy fucking pervert. Um, so, Lady Lee, uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on the interwebs at Money Tiny All Star on Instagram. Mm. Um, I do apologize. For some reason, my Instagram has been acting up and I haven't been able to add any posts lately. So I am behind on adding, but I will be catching up. So even if I post at the same time, you'll still get updates of uh, new episodes. So yeah. And you check me out, follow me, do whatever. Just don't touch me. (laughs) 
Wow. Um, and you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com where you can find all our links and stuff. Join the Facebook group. They must be destroyed inside on Facebook. That's the best way you can get in touch with us. Leave us comments, questions, all that good stuff. Uh, movie requests. Not sure what we're doing next. Could be anything. We, we, we got some things floating around. We'll lean we have lots of ideas. We mm-hmm. have no concrete plans. Yeah. That's um, kind of how we roll these days so remember to support your ladies for their rights mm-hmm. and say fuck this whole bullshit that is happening currently so yes true please respect choices that women make yes that's all <laughs> mm-hmm. <The end. laughs> women good men telling women what to do bad that's the thing. It's our uteruses and our mm-hmm. Thank you. Stay the fuck out of their uteruses. Thank you. <laughs> unless, un, un, unless they invite you in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Consent. Mm-hmm. Consent. <laughs> <laughs> she's flying. She's flying a uh, a nice uh, fan here with it says I equality and it's it. got the rainbow on it. I worked it. Yeah, I I, I might uh, I might grab some screen caps of that as well along with you flailing <laughs> flailing your arms earlier uh, that'll be for the uh that'll be for the the patreon content no that'll be for <laughs> basically basically the facebook is the on lee fans version of this podcast that's, that's where that all happens okay see you We're guys next episode <laughs> <Bye-bye>. bye bye <laughs>
have been listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.